Modified theme music. Oh you know my what's God. Missing? Yeah, it doesn't say anything about. We need a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We there you go. We We're need back a for a kind of a special version of. Uh, I almost said it three years of car selling secrets. Uh, in studio guest and my new boss to my right is John Bilo from Flagship Ford, and behind us, the man behind the curtain, Andy Brant Bernard, superstar guest host right across from me, Mike Gelfand. Uh... Third banana today. Third banana. Third? I'm, I'm moving down. Okay. Why? Uh, because I'm, uh, you know, I, I gotta, uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, make my life a little simpler now. I'm downsizing, Tom. You're downsizing. You drive a thousand miles a year. How much simpler is it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's very, very. Well, true. I don't even want to think about that. And very as always, new. last and least. Last and by far least, Tom. All right. right. This is fun. I, I really miss doing this. Well, I you got to really, start really doing do. it again. Well, I've been holding the chair. You notice I didn't get somebody to replace you yet. Jimmy I'm Francis you tried that fucker. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy <laughs> Francis. He's very fired up about Paul. it. John, the tradition of car selling secrets is that we always have the guest first time tell the story of their first car. So you're up. My first car. Um, I was given a hand-me-down Ford Escort by my grandmother, who's still Ooh. alive, 93 years old, oh. lives out in Burnsville, not far from us. Just a kid. That, that's right. An 86 Escort. It was four on the floor, steaming pile, as I recall, but <laughs> it had a steering wheel, four wheels, and I was able to buzz around town with my buddies and loved it. And it was a um, cream picture baby shit brown it's the old, old lady beige <laughs> wonder wonderful color yeah yeah it was old great. lady beige yeah i like that I, I inherited my grandmother's plymouth fury and Ooh. um there was uh there was no radio in it mm -hmm. she you know she like my dad the, they they would buy him it was special order to not have the radio oh yeah yeah sure. And, uh, Save that eighty-seven dollars. Yeah, exactly. And there was nothing in it at all. There was, I mean, you know, no, no fancy stuff, no extras, nothing, bare bones. And um, but it was, uh, it was a pretty bad car. My dad bought cars like that. He grew up in the Depression, so his first right. new car was a 1960 Falcon three on the tree, no nothing. Yeah. And then as the family grew in the late sixties, he bought a Galaxy. Which was a full oh, size Ford Galaxy. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah right? the big car. Yeah. Three on the tree, no power steering, no power brakes, and no air conditioning. <laughs> well, and no and passing a, a gas station without and about stopping there. a 5,000 pound car. That's I mean, how I learned to drive in a car like that. Did you I'm really? surprised you could yeah. turn the wheel. Those things were mm -hmm. tanks. No, I remember buying a car for the first time, buying a car with which we referred to as automatic. Oh, an automatic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. It was three on the tree. Yeah, absolutely. So I, you know, I don't think many people today would know how to drive one of those. Probably not. Probably not. Nor, nor should they. they no, nor should. Terrible. They. Yeah, yeah, I should. I should mention this, by the way. The Ford dealers on both sides of me. That Ford has now decided to put the AMs back in the cars. That's really? right. That's oh, right. That's good news. Yeah. Why yeah, did yeah. they do? Do you know why they did that? Yeah. I, that, isn't that interesting, Andy? They put them back. Andy's the one who told me he took them out. Yeah. They they said something about the electric cars and the engines that's what i'd read yeah. they create a lot of radio frequency mm -hmm. interference yeah, yeah. for am so it's oh, hard they to do okay hard to get them to work it makes you just need to shield it basically though yeah mm. and it kind of makes you wonder if you're getting fried driving around your mustang i think <laughs> god we saw sold that right oh, thank god we got rid of that thing and dumped <laughs> yeah. it on some guy from north minneapolis it'd be wonderful so john we're here to interview how did you get in the car business what attracted you to this wacky way of making a living so great question. I'll, I'll give you the quick version. I worked for uh, AT&T kind of out of college, which I didn't finish, by the way. But, you know, I was a sales guy and selling stuff all over the country and it was going pretty well. And, and it was data networking services. And this is in the late 90s. 2000 dot com bubble burst. And I got laid off with a lot of other people, hundreds of people mm -hmm. it was down in Dallas. So I'm like, well, what do I do now? And started a little consulting practice, helping a variety of businesses down in Texas, energy companies, manufacturers, a few other industries. My stepfather, Jim Leslie, had a consulting practice and did a lot of work with Ford Motor Company Corporate and said, hey, I, uh, I need some help on a couple projects. Will you help me? Because I was my own, you know, hung a shingle, did it myself. Helped him. Went pretty well. Did a couple Ford gigs at World Headquarters in Detroit. 
and then it kind of grew and then we we got a couple large dealer clients out of it just helping with a variety of stuff buying stores and shielding money from tax oh shielding is a strong word i, I prefer to uh you know we, we massage the system right so, yeah yeah um but anyway so he and i jumped in we started doing a lot of work for a, a lot of dealers um including some really large groups around here luther and the rydell group based out of uh, grand forks and it went really well and we did a project for the luther group here and their cpa firm kind of said to Jim and I, like, wow, you guys do a lot of this consulting stuff that we don't do. We would love to buy your firm. I said, okay, great. So we, you know, did our diligence and we sold it to Whitfley here in town and we're in their employ. So pretty soon all we're doing is car dealerships for years and years. And at a certain point working for enough of these knuckleheaded dealer kids, I call them, of which I have four dealer kids, by the way, (laughs) myself, Um, but working for them, I thought, well, you know, at some point I think I'd like to do this myself. So one of my clients and buddies, his name's Joe Lunghammer over in Michigan, you know, I told him kind of what I wanted to do. I wanted to buy some stores myself, and it's kind of hard to get in that club. So I used his money, right, other people's money, and and jumped in, and we're up to four dealerships between he and I now. Um, and, I, you know, I have a buyout with him over time, and we're, we're growing and buying more stores. That's magnificent. What do you think of that, Doug? It doesn't seem like your typical accounting guy, does he? No, not really. That's that that part is very very true. No question about it. But. Uh, uh, on a side note, when you say that, it's kind of funny because working for these CPA firms for a number of years, April fifteenth comes around, and guess what the CPAs do? They go off the rails out at the <laughs> bar, you know. And I gotta pour them back into the cab and get them home and everything. But those accountants do lighten up eventually. Well, business accounts, it's quarterly, so it's four times. That's, that's right. That's that. right. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah, it. All right. Yeah. So t- tell everybody the, about the uh, other stores in the empire other than uh, the, the mighty flagship in Baldwin. That's right. Flagship Ford's in Baldwin, Wisconsin, which is just 15 minutes east of, of Hudson. So it's not that far from the cities. What We've, did I tell you today? You told me uh, You said lie. East St. Paul. Well, that's the same thing. It is. They're just right next to each other. See? Sorry, it blew up. Touchdown. <laughs> We, we've also got flagship Chevrolet, which is down in Zombrota, Minnesota, just north of Rochester, where the Mayo Clinic is. Mm-hmm. And um, we've got a Ford dealership over in Owasso, Michigan, in between Flint and uh, East Lansing. We bring our own bottled water when we, you know, yeah. Drink, yeah. drink stuff there. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and we've got a used car shop in have Michigan. Have they replumbed well. Flint? I haven't heard anything about that. I know. I thought that, didn't they finally raise the money to fix the plumbing system there? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you don't know. I think they did, but I think they did. I don't know if they've finished it yet. That's kind of a. That's not an easy project. No, you just have to dig up all the streets and hundred year old pipes, and Mm -hmm. thank God we won't have to do that in the Twin Cities. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Oh no, I can't imagine what that would be like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm finally have access to my home. Oh, they're done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're sort of done. The uh, they're not they're not completely finished. The the, the uh, you know the the uh, the big trucks still roll down the street. So what I understand, the city of St. Louis Park had a competition with the guys rebuilding the Louvre to see yeah, who could go pretty, pretty much. slower. Yeah, it it it's still there. The bituminous trucks still truck down the street, it's and uh, yeah, they're still working on that. The smell of asphalt. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I don't let you, you open your windows these days. You don't like the smell of anything. So, you know, it's funny uh, you mentioned that because you, you, I've seen the pictures of New York City, particularly, oh, and man. everybody's mortified at the way it looks. That's the way it looked before the EPA when I grew up. Yeah. <laughs> In the 60s, that it was pretty much every other day you yeah. couldn't see across the street. Well, and the other thing is, you know, the, 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 stuff, the stuff that's in the air uh, it, that, that's really kind of like horrible for you, you can't actually see it. So, oh. So it's not, you know. You, you mean see, the radiation particles? Yeah, well, yeah. It's not, you can't really see the part that's really bad for you. You know, the part that causes, you know, the, your asthma to flare up and your coughing and all that. But it still smells bad, of course. I when I when I first opened my window a couple weeks ago and got the whiffs, the first whiffs of the Canadian fires, I I thought I just started thinking about my grandfather. Really? In, in Tulsa, yeah, because he's <clears throat> his cigar smelled exactly. Oh the yeah. Same way. yeah, not good cigars apparently. <laughs> no, well, no, <laughs> those would have been those you know those those nickel panatellas. Oh, the, Dutch yeah. masters. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and he'd give me the bands from them. 
And uh, yeah, and he, 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 I never saw him. I didn't see him that much because they lived in Tulsa. And of course, you know, they weren't, they, they were never allowed to get to come to Minneapolis because my mother and, and, and my dad's mother hated each other so much. <laughs> no, no. My, my, my grandmother. What a life you've had. My grandmother was finally, she had, you know, the only relatives, of course, she had were our family, my dad and, and, right. you know, and the kids. Yeah. And um, they finally, my dad and my mother, I guess, finally said that she could move to Minnesota when she was like 88 and dying. Oh, it is kind of a sad story. That's very. Imagine sad being story. all alone in a city like Tulsa, for God's yep. sakes, and you can't move to the city where your son and your grandchildren are. Because they just didn't want her. Just it, my mother just said no. Oh my God! No, those two hated each other with such a passion, <laughs> and and I didn't even like either of them, so I was kind of neutral in that battle. But no, that's that's a true story. Well, that'll wrap up our selling secrets. <laughs> so another month. So finally, she Happiness. came. She came here, you know, and they she went to a nursing home, and the rest was history. <laughs> I understand. So you, if you wonder why I'm somewhat lugubrious on occasion, lugubrious. Yeah. You haven't heard you say that in a long no, time. No, no. Very good. Yeah. Uh, Lacrimon. Lacrimose. Lacrimonious. Lacrimose. I was waiting for a punchline, Gelfan, like it was going to go deeper and deeper, and then you it would a, have, a yes. witty, sharp you know, no, no, <laughs> response. It could have gotten witty a lot worse, sharp. but... Uh, but but that's uh, why did I start that? Oh, the cigar smoke, yeah. That's, yeah, the cigar that's, smoke. That's kind of yeah. what it's like, you know. And, uh, so it was for me. The the smoke kind of triggered some pleasant memories. Oh, what did, people what die? a fractured yeah. family. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right, right. The the animus that runs rampant in the women in your family. Did, did any of you guys hmm? smoke cigars? Still. I, not anymore, no. Not anymore. You used to, though, right? I used to, yeah, yeah. 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 What about you, Dougie? On no, the water? I, I tried a couple of times, but I, I, I was a very good cigarette smoker. I could smoke a lot of cigarettes, but unfortunately, I didn't learn the cigar smoking skill, so I just oh. smoked them like they were cool oh. miles. It is a, I'd get wicked oh. headaches. And yeah. it's just like, it is, oh, it it is a smell of its own. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, it is, yeah. Inhaling cigar smoke? Oh. You were, talking, you were talking about the cool miles on the podcast. Cool the miles. Morning. I smoked cool those. Miles. I was As a young hooligan in southeast Minneapolis. <laughs> when, when I was when I was sixteen, I had a summer job uh, as a as a janitor custodian at Pillsbury, downtown Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and uh, and I had to. Uh, I always I always went into Philip Pillsbury was the he was like the CEO, yep. you know, probably owned half the company or something. Mm-hmm. And I I would go into his room and his desk and his office and just clean up things a little bit, not much, you know, it wasn't much to do. Because he never was there, right? But he did have some uh, Cuban cigars, very expensive ones, wow. in the drawer that I just happened to see one day in his desk drawer. So I thought, you know, if he leaves them in there much longer, they're going to go bad. Mm, you better so, take them. So I, I just took one. Sure. And I, uh, and I, uh, a couple of days later, I was sitting outside with some friends, and uh, so I, I lit the thing up. I got to see what this is like. And uh, but I didn't really vomit until the third take. <laughs> Nice. You didn't inhale it, did you? I don't think so. I I have a janitorial question for you, because I also worked a night shift at a print shop. Mm -hmm. Did you ever run the big floor buffer? No, no, I don't think they would have trusted me with that. That's a whole zen-like experience. If you... You got to respect the buffer and sort of like be very delicate, and then it's the easiest job in the world. As soon as you start to fight it... Yeah, oh, I love the watching that. It's cool. I, I saw one spinning the around in the hallway once. Oh yeah, oh, I'll be like one and just going. Like what the hell? I used to mop the floor at the brand new workshop, though. You did after the show. That was <laughs> yeah, because you know I had a small part in the show. But if they were going to put me on the payroll, uh, the deal was I I wasn't going to get paid for acting. So I had to mop the floor every night. Now, that would have been in the old place on 28th Street. Yes. I heard Kim Doe is closing her clothes. Oh, Sansevier is going to be mortified. Really? Is it? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't want to be the one to tell him. Oh, Sandy. Oh, Sandy. Yeah, I love lose that it place. Him. Yeah. Kim what Doe. place are we talking about? Kim Doe? Yeah, it's on 28th and Hennepin. It's been there forever. A really good restaurant. But back in the day, it was called, do you remember? No. Professor Professor Munchies. I don't remember Professor that at all. Late Lunch. 70s, it was like macrame shit. Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't remember that Pretty either. good food. Well, stone I remember Keen servers. Yeah, going after a very specific demographic. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Stone people in Uptown. 
Yeah. And Kendo shut down April 29th. Oh, it is. Oh, so man. it's done, done. Yeah, it's it's done. Why did they shut down, does it say? Making too much money, making uh, all the other restaurants look bad. That's yeah. usually why they close them. Civil unrest and increasing rent. Oh, so in other words. So basically get... Minneapolis sucks. <clears throat> you can't well, it, Uptown doesn't have the... Uh, doesn't have the the burnished reputation that it once had. No, no, it does not. No, no inner city does anywhere in America. No, I just went to a show there. Uh, saw my favorite living guitar player at a new place called the Green Room, which was Emerson and Lagoon or something like that. Oh, right there. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Really nice room. Great sound system. Well, the that, Kmart used to be. It's your fault. No, Kmart's down. That's all the way to Nicollet. That's this, a lot of east. This is yeah. much closer to uh, Lake and, uh, and Hennepin. Oh, I you said Emerson and... Emerson is a few blocks well, the east is. of... Yeah, but but Kmart is way... Kmart's on Nicollet. Yeah, it was on Nicollet, yeah. yeah. Are they, are they going to tear that building Don't down? Don't argue with a former Minneapolis cab driver, mister. No, no, he works. They, they still That yes. building is still there. Yeah, the Kmart building. Yeah, it I, is still there. Yeah. I don't know. I, Blocking the road still. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> because it's like too expensive to tear it down or I guess, something. Yeah. It's not in the budget, you know. But I, that building, I, I, the only thing I can figure out is there must be homeless people uh, living in there. Probably, so. probably true. So I want to shift gears a little bit and explain to you one of the many reasons that I've enjoyed working for John so far. So we were talking marketing ideas, and that's always a challenge when you're a retailer, because we don't build our own Fords. Ours aren't any different than anybody else's. Mm-hmm. So as, as a retailer, you're a, you have to figure out how to mm-hmm. set yourself apart from the crowd. And I said, you know, years and years ago, uh, before I married Sarah, but we knew we were going to get married, I bought a big house, I was rehabbing it, and the marketing director, and I don't want to name the name of the company, rhymes with Nalzer, um, <laughs> was a really good friend of mine, still is one of my best friends, and he was on the outs with his wife for a little bit. Fortunately, they patched it up, but we were living together, and this is during the recession, so we're working our ass off trying to save the company. Um, and one night when we were drinking scotch and listening to Jimi Hendrix records, oh, Jimi Hendrix. we decided to come up with the worst marketing campaign ever, and then we were going to dead face uh, show it off to Mall Callzer, mm-hmm. the, owner, call, the owner of the company. <laughs> Absolutely. So John's like, so what did you do? And I said, we came up with Walzer Automotive's first annual fall fucktacular. And yeah, that'll work. We had a big yeah. promo and we presented it to Paul, who was just like mortified because he thought we were serious. <laughs> so I'm telling the story and I'm looking at John and I can see his eyes are twinkling and he goes, kind of like that. <laughs> and I said, well, imagine this flagship Ford fall fucktacular. And he goes, do you think we get in trouble? If we did that? <laughs> I'm like, I love the way you're thinking. Well, and the alliteration is worth it. <laughs> that one's great. Gold. Yeah, yeah right? that's you true. Know, the so, <laughs> listeners out there, we might actually do this this fall, but we need a hook. I mean, you can't have a sale without with just a cool name. Yeah. And I had thought of, um, you know, safe driving condoms for your car, giving away free rubber floor mats with every purchase or something like sure. that. So, if anybody has any great hooks. Uh, for marketing ideas for Flagship Ford's first annual Fall Fucktacular, please email me directly at Doug at FlagshipFord.com. We might even give away a free car to a good enough idea. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant.
Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Is this going to be sort of like uh, like the auto show used to be, you know, where they'd have all these beautiful new cars, and then there'd be a model sprawled out on the hood of each car? Oh, that's yeah, right. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yes, Doug, it's exactly like that. <laughs> yes. I, don't, yeah. yes. I don't think you can do that anymore for some reason. Well, I don't know why. I think why. in Baldwin, Wisconsin, we can do things that you couldn't do at a Toyota <laughs> store in Bloomington. Yeah, well, and no. it's funny with the advent of social media, right? So we couldn't do this on the air, right, in, in the old days or right. you know, with the right. three uh, network channels on television. But yep. now with social media and websites mm-hmm. yeah. and, you know, and, and he was telling the story that it's amusing. And I literally thought. Hmm, there might be something to this. Um, it, it'd be fun, like a social media campaign. Uh, there are some production companies that do TV commercials. Occasionally, will do a little one-off that doesn't get aired. That yeah. is very irreverent, mm-hmm. you know. And they'll hit the right. you know the internet, YouTube, whatever. There's a couple really good ones. And that's that's how you get recognized. Yeah. And that's how you differentiate differentiate yourself as a retailer. Yeah. Because our Fords are great, but. They're all built in the same factory. <laughs> the other ones aren't any worse or better. So. Well, you're basically selling a commodity. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's exactly what it is. Indeed. So it's really, you sell, for me, it's fun and customer experience. I mean, this doesn't have to be painful to buy a car. So. Well, and I will tell you, as a person who may have purchased a car from flagship Ford, you have some of the best people working over there I've ever dealt with. And that's your that's all John. Really I've good. only been there a few weeks, but it's, uh, <clears throat> very, it's, very I've pleasant. Enjoyed people. working with them. We we really do. We we don't just hire kind of anybody off the street has experience in a given job. We we really do try to make sure there's a fit and culture. Most of them have been do. in the uh, dairy industry, from what I can tell. Oh, well, really? We're, we're in Wisconsin. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> what else is there? <laughs> well, there's beer. That's all. Yeah, yeah beer yeah. and milk. <laughs> the beer guys didn't show up very often. Yeah. The dairy guys are used to getting up early. Yeah. It, it, it is funny that you say that. I'll tell a quick one here. So so we buy the store in August of 17, and I go in, and I'm used to Twin Cities, you know, the, the Luther Group, right? We have really stringent rules on who right. you can hire and why, yep. including, you know, pot smoking and also people with DUIs. Well, at, at the, where I worked, we literally could not hire anybody if they had a DWI within the last 10 or 15 years. Really? So then, yep. So I go to the store, first one on my own by myself, I mean, with my partner, Joe, and I'm looking at everybody and we're doing the insurance thing. And anecdotally, it, employees are like, well, yeah, that first DUI, you know, five years ago. And, you know, I'm kind of like first DUI. I'm like, oh, shit. Six of our employees the day I started had DWIs within the last like 15 years. And I'm thinking, oh, Lord. The insurance company is going to say we're uninsurable and I got to get rid of these six people, whatever. Well, it didn't go down that road, but I I thought, wow, this could be very bad. So if you have a drinking problem and you want to sell cars. (laughs) But the culture's great, though. Come see Big John. Yeah, the, the, the culture's great. They already got that covered with you. I've never had a DUI. I never have either. I've probably should have a couple of times, but. Well, we've all had experiences, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, I never even came close getting a DUI. The worst was, well, thanks. you know, in my band playing era before I became a dad back in the 90s, I was working, running dealerships, and then playing every weekend. For some odd reason, if you're driving a car with dealer plates on it at 3 in the morning, the cops pull you over. <laughs> I mean, the kill rate's usually 99%. I can't believe it. And, I'd, uh, you know, and I would always drink when I play, but I'd have, like, one beer every set. So it's, like, four hours, you've had four beers, I'm 210, I, I'm fine. And I'd always blow the .02 or .03, and I'd go, like, well, all right, just take it easy. It's like, what do you mean take it easy? I had the cruise on. Get off my back. But, uh, yeah, I've never had one. Me either. 
Never had any interest in it. Well, of course, I didn't start driving until I was 22 years old. So that That's might right. Be part you were a late bloomer. I, I no, got, it wasn't a late bloomer. I didn't I ever, have any money. Only thing I ever got a, <laughs> only thing I ever got a ticket for was being, uh, it was driving while being a cynical asshole. <laughs> Oh, that's oh, every day, on, too. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. DWCA? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you call out a turn signal! <laughs> Driving while I... No. Yes, well. You know, they say, they say well, um, I was just going to give you a warning, but I think I'll throw the book at you. <laughs> because it's you. <laughs> it's just kind of like the reverse. I you love know, that. Uh, no, I, I never got a DWI. I'm sure that when I was 16, I probably should have. I love those reports they give from northern Minnesota. You know, we would have let him go, but it's his 24th DUI. Yeah. Like, what? You know, I was recently Jesus. having breakfast with Sarah in Provinst- <laughs> uh, Provincetown. Uh, uh, Prescott, P-Town. Oh, I love Prescott. And re- reading the uh, St. Croix County uh, tablet. Sure. Mm. It's the most fascinating thing is the <laughs> police blotter, and it's four pages long. You're right. <laughs> Savor that, because that, that, that publication will probably be gone soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read from the editor's desk. She misspelled like eight words in there. I oh. wanted to go, oh. you know when you get the little Spell squiggle check. under there? Don't that means you're either really smart or there's a problem. Sorry. What are you going to... I like I, the fact that you're wearing the... You're, you're flying the flag. Yeah, there. this is a nice shirt. I got it this is a nice shirt. Yeah. Nike and everything. See? Oh, it is. Yeah. Big shot. We don't do anything cheap over at Baldwin. I know that. That's I, right. I we brush that our teeth in the that. morning. That's, That's one of our good rules. Too. Mm-hmm. People like our fresh breath. No question about it. Yeah, I am having fun. What's, I started my automotive career selling Fords over four... Not quite 40 years ago. And it looks like I'm going to finish it. And it's been fun to come full circle. And man, are these cars, especially the pickup trucks. Because when I sold Fords, pickup trucks were kind of pedestrian and plain. They were just work trucks. Now they're like luxury vehicles. Yeah, they sure are. Are they getting a lot bigger? God, there's some pickups that are There are some massive pickups. Although, I mean, one of my first cars was an F-250. And that thing... That's a big truck. If it had snowed in the last five years, you couldn't stop. <laughs> oh, yeah, rear-wheel drive and yeah. real heavy. Did Andy mm-hmm. say one of his first cars was an F-250? Yeah. yeah. Well, we lived on a farm, so uh-huh. we just had, like, a farm truck, so I drove that. There you go. Yep. It wasn't my car. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Th- those things are bulletproof. I- honestly, from, like, a market point of view, F-250 Super Duties are in just wild demand um, from tradesmen and women and you know people that are driving these things ford can't build enough of them um and those things are massive mm-hmm. and and my issue with Huge. it i'm i'm six four and i have to like hoof it up yeah. the you no, know the, pardon the me while board. i cry for yeah. you yeah. <laughs> but, but but mike we're both shrinking and i used to be six five so yeah sure. it's like a so i have a question what size are your how broad are your shoulders i'm a 53 long 53 long. Yeah. Okay. Now I have a question for you. Do you talk to your mother often? <laughs> yeah. Well, the only reason I ask you that is she's still pissed off at you for being born. <laughs> and delivering this. Oh, good. He's coming on. It'll only take about five years. That's from why now. you're an only child. I never put that two and two together. Exactly. That's exactly. I ain't going through that again, man. Because <laughs> yeah, I was two feet tall and weighed, uh, I weighed uh, 11 pounds. You were 20? Holy. I was two feet tall and weighed 11 pounds. Well, that's my name is Thomas because they thought I was twins. So Toots wasn't too uh, happy with that, I suppose. No, it was a natural childbirth. Ooh, too, so back then, like, they didn't do the voluntary C-section so frequently. No, yeah, right. no they did wow. not. Wow. Yeah. I, I think it was rather painful for her because yeah. she brought it up once well. You know, you've always <laughs> been a pain in the ass. So Next yes, up on dear. the Vagina Chronicles. <laughs> well, we're just, just trying to deliver a message. No, it's great. That's... Speaking of mothers, I just got back from Scotland. I was over there for oh, a week I love Scotland. With, with my parents. I was going to ask you guys, have you been? Love Scotland. Long time yeah. ago. Great, great never country. Well, it is over twenty years. Scotland's. Is it been over twenty years, Andy? Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Yeah, we love. It. We've, I've been there like four or five times. Love it. My, well, Barnard's a Scottish name. Actually. Oh, cool, cool. So that works. I was either British or Scottish. Mine is apparently this. There's a Barnard Castle in Scotland, as a matter of fact. Really? Not a relative though, because hmm. I was going to take ownership of the castle. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> storm it. Yeah. I'll just storm the castle. That'll be one. So where did you go in Scotland? Um, so we kind of based out of Edinburgh, and we went did Love day it. trips up to St. Andrews, which was awesome. I didn't yep. get to play, but I ate lunch up there, right. which was wonderful. Went over to Sterling and saw the Battle of Bannockburn, Sterling mm-hmm. Castle. Mm-hmm. And my family, my paternal grandmother, maternal grandmother, rather, um, is a Scot, right? Sort of the border region down south. So we went down there for a day. It was great. Loved it. Scotland was awesome. 
Andy, where did this, what was your favorite part? Uh, probably the castle. Sterling or Edinburgh? We were in, where were we? Turnberry? Turnberry, yep. Yeah, yeah okay. Turnberry. So did you go on like a golf, famous golf course tour? Is that what you were doing? That's what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, Maybe kind of that's figured. what I was doing. That's a possibility. What but. I was doing was sitting in the castle and playing Game Gear. But you were rolling down the hill, and they started we, yelling at you for rolling down the hill. I remember yeah. that. I haven't traveled much, but I do like the castle on Blaisdell and Lake Street. Oh, the White Castle. I the love that units. thing. Yeah. I love that bad boy. Yeah, Officer Dave lead. thinks 53 long is funny. Because <laughs> he has oh. a 58 extra long. Ooh. 58 oh. extra long. Oh, he's a big How do you even find fella. shirts? Officer Dave is a big man. I'm not, I'm not I, I always kidding. wonder about that because, like, you know, uh, when I buy a, a shirt, a sweatshirt or something, I, I buy a medium. And which leads me to wonder, like, who, who's who, small? Yeah, who yeah. buys a small? <laughs> mm-hmm. My, my I wife have... buys a small. She shops. Yeah, she would. Yeah. yeah, she would buy a small. I have she shops smalls. in the kids' department sometimes, which is a little kind of creepy in a way. Yeah. It's like, hey, hon, I like these shorts. Well, I'll get them in the kids' department. Mm. I have smalls that, that fit, and I have extra larges that fit. It really depends on where you go. Yeah. I suppose that's true. The, the names mean nothing. I would think Officer Dave has to get a lot of custom stuff made. He's I would just, assume so. Oh, God, yes. You think it's embarrassing that my wife has a longer inseam than I do? Because I have very short legs. That's I wouldn't right, be yeah. embarrassed about it. Yeah, she's, she's got like so, a... I mean, well, for one, how do people know this unless it, you tell them? No, I'm just saying, well, she walks next to me, she's, we're basically the same height. Mm-hmm. Well, like, she's a couple inches shorter. Like my, me, yeah. you know, my middle son, Max, really fast. And he's basically mostly in legs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. and uh, he was. We were at a little league game once, and he's like stealing second, stealing third. And the coach goes out, and he's he's talking to his catcher. You know, pitch thing at the mound. Why right. do you just let this kid steal? And and the the catcher, this guy is about ten years old. He says he he's all legs. Not <laughs> <laughs> so fair. He's a freak. Tom, <laughs> you and I fair. might as well just go out and have a heater because. Now, when we're talking about baseball, John and Mike have a lot in common. Oh, baseball! I'm, I'm a baseball guy. I coached too. traveling baseball in Prior Lake for 12 years for both my sons. Yeah, and between them, they won state twice, took second twice, and we just have. And, and then I played. I played old man baseball, basically, mm-hmm. you know, a town ball up until right before COVID. So I love baseball. Yeah, I I coach baseball for I don't know probably at least 12 years, but. My favorite teams were the T-ball teams. Every year when I had to go up and the kids got older, I hate, I liked it less. Really? Yeah. T-ball was my favorite. So I, I, I'm kind of like, not like most of the coaches who, like, they wanted the, the esteem of, of playing the big leagues, you know. Sure. And, uh, but no, I, I just, those, those, because the thing is, and I hate to say this because, as my friend would say, this is uh, another one of my bummer stories. But when when the kids were like the six, other one, when yeah, the kids the were one. like six or seven years old, you know they're fantastic. Yeah, and this yep. is all new to them. It's their own thing, and they haven't had anything that was their own. You know, everything mm-hmm. was like the, you know, they're just becoming individuals, mm-hmm. and they just they can't get enough of it, and they love sliding. And and, and at at the end of the game, kid, the kids on both teams say are absolutely convinced they won. Oh, really? Yeah. Both teams? Yeah. Well, both teams. Hey, that's good. Yeah. Well, they can't good. read the numbers, so. Yeah, no, it was fine, you know, and we didn't really keep score much. In the beginning, we did, but as but as the years went by, and, of course, I kept coaching T-ball for many years because I had three kids. I just kept going down, but, you know, they, they but they loved it, and these kids were innocent and wonderful, and then, of course, you know, 15 years later, you see what happens. They're all in jail. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but but at that age, when, when uh, Mike's talking about the seven, eight, nine, not quite traveling, but what you yeah. will see is sort of a bifurcation of natural talent mm-hmm. where the kids that are just having fun and they're kicking the dirt, which is great. They're oh, out yeah. there having a good time. Mm-hmm. But there will be the kid that's my size that is going to kill someone with a bat because right. they hit it so hard and it's, yeah. and it's a little like, eh. so then when they get to 10 years old, they do split and you, you know, try out for traveling oh, sure. or you yeah. stay in, in rec yep. league. Well, yeah. And then eventually they're in a gang and they have, they have two <laughs> kids by the so time. Fast. Brass knuckles. That was chains. a big problem with Briar Lake, all the gangs down <laughs> yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a big issue. Well, I, I mean, 
All I, those late kids, you yeah. know. I did yeah. have a, I mean, two of the kids I coached were shot to death later. Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, I mean, that's terrible. Hey, Andy, do you have any yeah, tissues in awesome. here? <laughs> there's a big roll <laughs> right there. Absolutely. There's a whole bunch over in the corner. Yeah, right. Right. Now, now, most of the kids are just fine. You know, 95%. And some of the kids are still, they're still my Facebook friends. Are they really? Yeah. That's yeah. nice. So cool. it's it's nice, yeah. But then, you know, there's always the outlier and uh, it, it happens and, and uh, you know, you don't really see it coming so much when they're five years old. You know, I'm suffering right now because you're talking about baseball and I'm a Twins fan, so shut yeah, up. I'm sorry. Hey, you're 500. Oh, oh man, first God, place. that team sucks. I mean, if you're 500. What's, you know, it's Minnesota they, mediocrity at its most yeah, mediocre. It's true. They cannot hit. Their middle relief is terrible. Yeah, the pitching's good, but yeah. Well, the starting that. pitching's good. But and the closer. In, they're in first place. I was going to say, aren't they and, in first place? And if they were in the American League East... They'd be 13 out. 13 out. And see, we say that, oh, they'd be 13 out. And then we say, well, what about the West? Well, then they'd be uh, nine and a half games out. But actually, if they were in either division, they'd be much farther out. Yeah, they would. Because they'd be playing better teams. Yep. Yeah, and and so at 500, when we make the playoffs and uh, win the Central, and then we'll just get swept by the Yankees again. Again. Right. We have not won a playoff game in, what, 18 years? It's brutal. I think it's 18 years. Is it 18 or 19? Maybe it's 19 years. Could be 19. I'm not sure. It's a long time. Uh, I love the Twins. I have all, since I was nine years old when they they, they came from Washington, I've loved the Twins. But and I thought they were good. I saw them at the beginning and said, "Man, this team's pretty damn good." Yeah, I, I mean, I thought so. I, I thought uh, they'd be five hundred just because they always are. But yeah, because they always. Are. But <laughs> I'll tell true. you one thing: when they get rid of Max Kepler, they'll go on like an eight-game winning streak. Well, seriously, he's just by getting go. rid of him, he, he's got to go. He's uh, worth. It's crazy. Yeah. His batting average has has come down consecutive years now. Yeah, yeah. Like one eighty now or yeah. something like that. One ninety-two, I believe, is the current one. Yeah, so, that's because he got a hit. got a single yesterday. <laughs> Yeah. I forgot. Hang, a hanging slider. <laughs> I've got a baseball nostalgia one for you. So a good friend of mine, Mike Murray, down in Savage, and our kids grew up together. He, his father, and his son are on a trip right now, and I think they're hitting nine ballparks in 11 days, oh, right? They started cool. in Pittsburgh a couple days ago. Okay. Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Chicago, Kansas City, down everywhere. And I'm so jealous because I talked with my dad when I was a kid about doing this, right? It was just hard to get it scheduled, but they're doing it right now. Wouldn't that be fun? I would love to go to Fenway and then go home. You don't need to go anywhere else. Oh, here we go. You've never been. I don't know why. I have never been. I've been to Boston, but I've never been to Fenway. Fenway's it's it's a lot of fun. The first time you walk in there, you see the green monster. Uh, You go, holy shit! I remember. I I remember watching batting practice at Fenway, and uh, and the first time I heard a baseball clank off the wall, I thought like it. I didn't know it made that noise. Yeah. You know? No, you can't hear it on television. No, you can't. You and cannot it, hear it on it television. It was a little bit disappointing. I don't know what I expected, but it was a little disappointing. But but Fenway is, when you go in there, you know, you're going into a temple. Yeah, oh, you yeah. really are. Yeah. For, for sure. Yeah. They've got actually a duplicate. They call it Fenway South down in Fort Myers. Oh, they do? Really? Trainings. And it's the same dimensions. They have Green Monster. Obviously, really? it's not the same, but... Yeah, um, close. It's easier to get in there than it is, you know, the real Fenway. But but the yeah. great thing about baseball now is we we have a new superstar. We talked about this earlier in the Tom Bernard Morning Show podcast. Yeah. But uh, we have Ellie De La Cruz. He's uh, 21 years old, plays Man. for the Reds, and to me, it looks like he'll be the well. As I as I said in the, in the other podcast, he's he's like. Uh, He's he's kind of like a, a a Mickey Mantle on steroids, or a Barry Bonds not on steroids. Yeah, yeah there and, you go. and you see how thin and skinny he is. He's and six he five, hits the weighs, crap out of the ball. Six five weighs one hundred and fifty pounds. He may <laughs> he may well be the fastest player in baseball right now. He probably is the fastest player. He steals bases all the time. Switch hitter uh, hits four hundred. He's already in like two games that he's played. He's already hit a 450-foot home run. This Jesus. guy, I mean, this is, it's, it's like science fiction. And the exit velocity of that home run yesterday yeah. was the fastest ball off a bat in the entire Reds organization. Like 119 miles per yes. hour. Which is unheard of. No, this guy is, is he's it. I told you we could go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you too. Jump in anytime. Here. No, 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 it's no, fine. Right. This is good. Most no, this recent is... uh, postseason win, by the way, October 5th, 2004. 
2000. Coming up on 90 years ago. Hey, oh, God, I got to go home. So right. you're saying there's a chance. Oh, in, in 2004, what happened? There was a Red Sox something or other that happened in 2004. Yeah. favorite year. Oh, yeah. my God. That like, was so exciting. USA Today has a list of things that make it seem even longer ago than, you know, 19 years feels like a long time ago, yes. but um, how about uh, the number one songs on the top 100? 2004. American Idiot, She Will Be Loved, hmm. Days Go By, what? that was a while ago. I yeah. don't know any of those. You don't? She will I can't believe it, Mike. You know sure you don't do. listen to KDWB. <laughs> the top grossing movie was Shark Tale. Shark? Oh, the wow. movie everyone has forgotten even exists at exactly, this point. Exactly. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield died. He died 19 years ago already? Wow. Apparently. Well, that must have oh been pretty close God. to the first year of The Sopranos, wasn't it? That was like 99, I think. Oh, was it? Was it that long ago? No. Great show. Yeah. You're, you're yes, a fan it was 1999. Oh, yeah. I rewatch it about every three years. It was actually a year before the last season of The Sopranos. Oh, okay. 2019 was? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes total sense, yep. No question about it. Yeah, what a premiered great... January 10th, 1999. Although that last episode Four sucked. years ago. It was. The ending of that, that I just terrible. wasn't a fan of. No, not at all. But Tony Soprano, what a character. Great character. It was unbelievable. But uh, so good. It's good. Now my team hasn't won a playoff game in 20 years. Uh, have a great day, Tom. <laughs> Well, you can talk to her. And they about haven't won tomorrow. a game in a week, yeah. so. And they haven't won a game in a week. That's uh, exactly right. Yeah. And I got to talk to Herbeck about it tomorrow. Oh, God, you'll like this one. So, Herbeck and I have been friends for 35 years, a long time. He's just a great guy. Could not meet a nice guy. You guys are about the same size, as a matter of fact, so you get along really well. But. I'm standing there. But can you do the splits at first? <laughs> no. He, and get I up. I still can't believe he could do that. He was a flexible guy. Yeah. He for, was for his size. indeed. So we're at the stadium uh, last August. They did a Tom Bernard day. It was very nice and all the rest of it. And <laughs> we're wearing the IQ 92 hats because in the 87 World Series, a guy took a bed sheet and wrote Tom Bernard IQ 92 on it saying basically I knew nothing about baseball and I'm a moron, right? Yeah. So I'm telling her, he goes, why'd you put that on hats? I said, oh, because it was, man, you know what it means? You're at the World Series and your name is on a banner at the World Series. And he goes, yeah, man, that's great. You know, I hit a grand slam in the World Series. I said, shut up, you. Get away from me. In the same <laughs> inning as Dan Gladden. As Dan Gladden. In 87. Yeah, yeah. God. That was great. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I grew up in Bloomington and oh, um, man. Kent was on kind of right on the border of East and West and I was more yep. West Side Jefferson kid. But my dad was acquainted with him and growing up playing baseball in Bloomington, Herbeck was awesome. Guy. Now across the river, obviously you had Molitor and Winfield and Joe oh, yeah. Mauer wasn't there yet. But I mean, right. some great baseball players come out of this town. Joe Mauer was God, uh, the greatest, an unusual high school athlete, a huge star. Mauer, but but you know what you heard from the announcer mostly, and he takes ball four. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that. No, he was trained. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you could hit a grand slam on any pitch. But you can't swing if it's a ball. If it's a ball, you can't swing, man. He learned discipline, I guess. But unfortunately, he carried that same attitude into when he was playing with the Twins. Bilateral leg weakness? Uh, I still yeah. don't know what the hell that it's means. It's a pervasive condition, Tom. No. Lots of people have that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've never even heard of that. I don't but, think anybody had. I mean, just looking back on the Twins. Okay, I know what you were laughing about. You can tell John why you were laughing about me at the Twins game with Herbeck. No, I have no idea what you're... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tom Bernard Day, so we're up in the uh, up in the nosebleeds. It's actually a little nice club seating. There's a bunch of advertisers and people from the Umulus station. Um, and Tommy's throwing out the first pitch to Herbeck. Fires it into the dugout. I did. <laughs> I literally for a while. Were you trying to throw a split finger? Yeah. I just forgot because I hadn't been on a mound in about forty years. 
that when you step down, your left foot is about six inches lower than your right foot. Mm. And I didn't adjust for that. So the ball, when it left my hand, was like, <laughs> And Herbeck just stood there he just stood stunned there silence. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Well, they, you know, it was kind of cruel of them not to Herbie. let you take a practice shot. At I you. agree. See, they should have a little practice You were set up. I would... Always. Yep. I'm always set up, and mm. it deeply hurts, and I just want you to know that. You're a patsy. Good thing it wasn't the yep. 68 mound. You probably would have thrown it at yourself. I probably would have hit myself in the back yeah. of the head, for Christ's sake. But, no, you know, you guys were talking about the Twins and all the rest of it. it. It's a huge part of me being a Minnesotan. I love the Minnesota Twins. They pissed me off, I understand. but And I really love the fact that now I'm 30 years away from the last – World Series no, victory. <laughs> 30 years ago, that was Mike. Speaking of baseball, yeah, did you watch fastball? No, I haven't yet. Dude. You told me about it, but but I will. It's on my list. Okay. I got it on my list. I just work all the time, so I have my list. <laughs> I, I sent it to you so you could watch <laughs> it on the plane to Scotland. That's true. You did. I, I'm sorry. God, I want to go to Scotland again, though. I really do. Hey, hey how about that run, though? Uh, honestly, between 87 and 91, and we can move on from baseball. It was wonderful. But, but those four or five years, that was awesome. It was fantastic. I, I just, I, I really love that. And Kirby, my father, used to play basketball with Kirby Puckett, pickup, just, you know, rec leagues, actually here in mm-hmm. St. Louis Park. And Kirby was, I think, 5'9". Yeah, and my dad I played said, against him. He's he, good. You, you, you did. Yep. My dad said he could jump out of the gym and dunk easily. At 5'9". Five, 5'9". Nine. Five, nine. Five, nine. He wasn't a little guy either. I mean, he had some weight to him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, he looked like Nate Archibald or Muggsy. He's got that same kind of build. Those guys Spud Webb. Dunk. He was 5'5", five, yeah. five, and yeah. he could dunk. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's not fair. Gelfen, can you dunk at 5'5 five, five back in the day? <laughs> I, I can't even dunk a donut. <laughs> <laughs> you should name a, like a shop after Dunkin' Donut. That'd be good. I was walking down the street in my neighborhood a couple of days ago. And there's a little kid. He was he was probably about four, and he was throwing a little ball up. They they set up a little a little hoop, you know, for him, which sure. was like you know five sure. feet high. Yep. And the kid was throwing the ball up there, and uh, and he was having a great time. And um, his mother uh, was there, smiling, enjoying the whole thing. And I said to her, "He's an athlete." I said, "In a few years, he'll be hanging on that rim." And she looked at me like. What's a rim? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know what it was. I had no idea. No, I understand that. You know, baseball is not the uh, the sport of kings these days. Why? No, but it's why? very out of favor among very young people. Uh, yeah, it's, lacrosse. Well, lacrosse for youth has actually taken a lot of athletes out of baseball. Well, that's, really? that's Same one season. of them. But, right. but I'll tell you something. The parents of these kids now, they never played baseball. No. So yeah. they played soccer. Yeah, I could see so that. So these kids play soccer. Huge throngs of kids at the park playing soccer. And then every now and then you'll you'll see, you know, like 24 kids playing baseball. I'm telling you, Scott, I will never, and you guys can talk about this. The first time I ever hit a home run, I will never forget how that felt. When the ball actually went out of the park, and went, oh, my God, that's how that feels. <laughs> you, you get you your get moment in the sun. Oh, yeah. Round yeah, on the bases. is great. Just trotting along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you do you. the slow trot? I did. Yeah. I did the slow trot. <laughs> I absolutely did. I'll tell you my sad baseball story. <laughs> see if this is sadder than one oh, of Oh, listen Mike, to this, so. Mike. You can use this later. When I was in <laughs> yeah, sixth grade, exactly. last year, Little League, and we got a really good team. And in the spring, my grandfather... And this is back in the 60s where it was, they hadn't invented aluminum batch, you still played with wood. He uh, sent away to uh, Louisville for a baseball bat for me with my name on it. Oh, oh, big time. How many pitches till it broke? Oh. First one! No way! <laughs> I knew yep. it. Peter keeping through on inside. I thought I could pull it. Oh, snap the son of a bitch right in half. Peter, F you, you stupid Canadian. Right. You stupid You're calling Canadian. him stupid? You weren't supposed to play with that, man. No, that's, yeah. I know. It's like a ceremonial kind of some thing. Some baseball, some it. girl named Baby Ruth signed. Baby Ruth. Sam that's Lock, exactly. a great baseball movie. I will tell you what, though. I knew from looking at your face, after yeah, knowing you just, for all these years, 
He broke the And bat. I kept it. You know, I brought it up to Maine, and I, I remember nailed it together, and I'd hit wiffle oh. balls with it just because it was a gift. And Later on, I'll, I'll teach you how to tell that story with a little more heartbreak. <laughs> yeah, a little more heartbreak yeah. in there. That'd be good. The barrel <laughs> flew into the stands. Oh, God. Pierced the nun. <laughs> what you miss right. playing baseball? Did you play baseball? You played baseball. Yeah, a little bit. Mostly what I played was Sandlot because yeah. it was always a game down at the park. Yeah. God, it was fun. And I loved, I loved doing that. And, you know, my dad, I'm a lefty, and my dad taught me in more ways than one. I know you're going to say that. And my dad taught me, he said, you know, because I was, you know, I didn't have a lot of power when I was six years old. And my dad just told me how to stand and how to hit the ball to left field. Because if it didn't get out of the infield, it didn't matter. No one was going to throw me out. Yeah. No, and I had right. the extra step. So, it, but that's, you know, when I continued to play baseball and then played softball, like, you know, like everyone does when they're right, in their right, 20s sure. and maybe 30s. I played, I played softball and probably till, probably till my um, youngest son was about five. And I'm playing softball one day and, uh, and uh, I, I hit a single and I run down to first base and I'm looking around. I'm thinking, I'm not enjoying this. And I just walked to my car and went home. That was it. And I never played again. Never did again. Because, you know, the, I mean, it was sad, but my kids were more enjoyable than the than the softball mm. game was. Nice. So you yeah. reach that point in life where basically you've just quit, right? Yeah. Because yeah. like Doug's example of a horrible moment. In, yeah, a horrible moment. That's exactly yeah. so right. So now my favorite baseball memory was we used to go to Cape Cod, the whole family, oh, that's cousins, uncles, oh, aunts, and then we that. had our Cape Cod family. <laughs> That we got to be friends with these people, such good friends that when my uncle died, 40 years later, most of them showed up to his funeral. Wow. So it was a great community, and every couple of days when the weather wasn't quite right, we'd go and play baseball, although we called it hardball. Hardball. Yeah. Come on, let's go. We're going to play hardball. Hard and this ball. was super competitive. I was, a, I was pitching, it's probably seventh grade, and I pitched against my uncle, who was really good, and we tried hard. I mean, we really went at it. There was... Um, the saddest thing that happened, my oldest cousin was living in Boston, kind of a stoned-out hippie in his 20s, fell off, got hit on his bicycle and sliced open his right hip. See, you know, like, this is the kind oh, of story. 25 or 30 stitches, How much right? blood? Okay. How big so was the pool of blood? He's got, you know, he's all stiffed up. He's okay. But nice. it, uh, we're playing hardball, hardball. and it's close. Um, he's on first base, uh, shot into, uh, you know, right center, he stretches for third, and the entire family goes, slide, Tommy, slide. And guess what happened? Oh, no. And this isn't one of these manicured oh, infields. This no. is Cape Cod Junior High School, 1968. It's like gravel. Just yeah. oh. the road rash. And the worst thing? Yeah. He was out. That's right. <laughs> he was out anyway. Yeah. I, think, oh. I think the last time I played softball, one of the last times, was, was in the uh, – Chicago Media League. Oh, sure. <laughs> kitten ball, though. And, oh. uh, that's the problem. That is the problem. Ball, yep. So I, I, they said, oh, do you play softball? I said, oh, yeah, I love softball. Sure, yeah. And Not the same. I, and so I show, up, I show up with my, I got my glove, and they're looking at me like, you're not going to wear a glove, are you? I said, well, it's, we're playing softball. I said, no, nobody wears a glove. No? No. Why would they? I said, well, maybe so I don't break arthritis. A yeah, which I have now. But yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And and no, no. And I said, uh, I said, they said, well, so do you, you know, you probably don't hit with much power. And I said, I like, you know, I can hit the line drive into the gap in left center. They said, no, you can't. Not here. No, you can't. So yeah, so that was when they broke the news to me. It was a kitten ball. It was this huge ball about the size that's of a pumpkin. Only Chicago is the only yeah, place where they play. Yep. Oh yes, that's right. And and you you know you can hit the ball like I could hit the ball. Out of out of the infield in the first inning, and but then, but by the by the third inning, no way because the ball is just mush right, by it's then. Mush, it's like hitting yeah. toilet paper. And and you've got all these guys playing. You know, you went out with gloves, and you got this huge ball, which is very capable of breaking fingers. And I think the time when I was really shocked was when I realized that we were playing the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. <laughs> But watch out for that cello player. Yeah, yeah he's got the good move. I mean, yeah, but, right. but you got guys, you know, they make their living like playing violins. Yeah. And they're and exposing they're... their fingers yeah, to Yeah, that is ball. interesting. That's weird. You're right. You should wear like steel gauntlets or yeah. something. And, of course, we, they beat us, but that's beside the point. Everybody beat deal. us, but. So I'm having a cocktail in my buddy's basement. Eric Playstead, Minnetonka. He got drafted by the Angels, Playstead. by the way. 
Play, Eric Playstead. That's yeah. my grandmother's name. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his father was Dave, I believe. But, but anyway, so we're having a cocktail. We're probably related. We're in our late 30s at the time. And another friend is like, oh, uh, you know, baseball glory day stories. Oh, we used to, we used to, right? And uh, he says, well, you know, there's a there's a old man baseball league here in the Twin Cities. <laughs> yeah. And and Eric's like, really? So he kind of looks into it, reaches out to the local team down in Prior Lake, the the Prior Lake Pacers. And we're going to have a tryout. He, he and another friend of mine. And I'm like, oh, okay, enjoy yourself. Good luck. And relive the old days, like sprint all on stage, playing his guitar or whatever. So they, they say, well, we just, you got to come with us because we're, and I was like, I was a basketball football guy. I played baseball, but I, they're like, come with. And I said, fine, I'll, I'll whatever, pitch to you, soft toss or something. Mm-hmm. Go there. Well, we all, you know, connected a little bit and hit some balls and pretty soon we're in the league. Right. And now we're playing old man baseball. Mike, guess what happens to a bunch of old guys that haven't done anything physical mm. in uh, many, many years? <laughs> the first time you try to leg out that double. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, you can pull a hammy there. It, yes, yes. Many hammies were pulled. But I will tell you, it was a gas. So me and a bunch of my buddies played for probably six, seven years. And, and it was a lot of fun. 35 and older. There's a 50 and older team. And there's a 70 and older team in the Twin Cities. Oh, no, you're or, talking. League, rather. It's got to be like NASCAR, where you're just waiting for someone to be uh, taken out catastrophically. <laughs> in, into the wall. That's right. Yes. <laughs> well, my buddy, uh, Bobby Bargini. Bobby, I miss Bobby. Yeah, died on December 6th. Yep. And uh, he uh, he played uh, he played baseball in the in the over thirty five over really forty good too. for probably until he was at least fifty. Mm-hmm. You know he'd tell me stories about he's like oh, that son of a bitch knocked me down. You know I'm gonna get back at him. He, <laughs> well, loved, he was Italian. Nobody you know. loved playing ball more than him. He though. did. He loved it. Yeah. He definitely loved. You know, one of my favorite baseball stories, and I'll never forget Cleveland Park in North Minneapolis. Just a pickup game, and one of my friends comes out. And I don't remember the guy's name anymore, which is sad. He was a friend of mine. I mean, we weren't close friends, but we were friends. And he's got his baseball uniform on, right, because he'd come from practice or whatever, and he jumps into our game and he hits one in the gap, rounds first, rounds second. And as he rounds second, you could see smoke following him. As he's running, there's a, a trail of smoke behind him. And then all of a sudden, he screamed and <laughs> fell over. He oh, had a no. box of farmer matches in his pocket. Why? Why would you do that? Well, maybe possibly because he was a future <laughs> sex offender. No, I don't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Really <laughs> I'm glad I don't remember his name now. Yeah, so I, I am too. No, I, I mean, mean, that thing was like, boom. Well, we, whoa. There was a kid in my gym class who, uh, who always had a farmer match. Why? Well, because he loved setting things on fire, Tom. Oh, because a lot of guys put them in there and yeah, chew on chew them. On. Oh, no, no. He, he, oh, he wanted to start stuff on fire. He wanted to ignite things, yes. <laughs> and, uh, That's not so, good. So you know how it was. Uh, I, I don't think they've done this for a while. I hope not. But, like, so we would have to, we would have to like, you know, play, play uh, like, do, do horrible things like square dancing in those days. With, with, it was, so it was co-ed, of course. Oh, sure. And I don't know what, why they did this. What did this have to do with Jim? I could never figure out. But he, uh, he was in the, you know, he was probably, his hands were clammy, I'm sure. You know, he was, he was like seventh grade and there's a girl there. And at oh, some point, well. he's not very well coordinated. He falls down and, of course, his gym shorts ignite. And, uh... I think he, I think he had to transfer to another school. No, why that. do they do those I things? I don't know. I just put stick matches in your pocket. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah, that ignite with just a little bit of friction. Just yeah, a right, little right. bit. Yeah, called yeah. strike anywhere, and your pocket <laughs> right, is right. anywhere. So. Literally yeah. anywhere. Yeah. yeah, literally anywhere. That is just odd. <laughs> it's all very very odd. All I've I only ever say. swung at a baseball once in my life, and it was such a one in a million hit that I retired on the spot. <laughs> Pull the gel fan and just turn and walk to your car, and that's yeah, exactly. it. You're going yeah. I, I think I was Bernard, like, the Stephen Wright of baseball. I was like 14 <laughs> or something at the time, so you know it was yeah. quite a while ago. But what happened was, so I hit the ball, and it goes about four feet straight up in the air and lands on the bat on the backswing. Well, that can happen. Yeah. You can't do that even if you try. No, you couldn't. I was like, well, that's it. <laughs> no, that's the best hit. Yeah. For a, a no-footer. 
Yeah, but it went zero feet. It went zero feet. It went feet. literally straight up. It wasn't even a pop fly. It was vertical. 100%. I've done that in the, on a golf course in the rough a couple of times. Oh, that'll happen. I think that's a fall ball, isn't it? Yeah. Is it even? Is it even in play at that point? It's hard to say. I don't. Would, I don't that'd know. That'd be a foul ball. Yeah, it would, is the rule it'd depend on where it lands. Well, yeah. if it went straight up, and yeah, then it yeah. would probably be a fall ball. Yeah. I would imagine. But uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. <laughs> I don't know that the rule book has anything on that. I agree. You might have to make a, the the Bernard rule. It's you know, well, I I I'd like to. I think we should ask an expert on the on the rule. Somebody like. Uh, Maybe like the twins manager who has oh a coach to God. so that if he's worried, if, so when he doesn't know the rules, he asks the coach what I the know. rules are. This I is know. the manager, a I major know. league manager, and he doesn't know the rules. I know, Mike. It's getting very, very frustrating. I'll it tell is you frustrating. That. Yeah, Dougie, you got two minutes, so you want to tell people how to find you? Yeah, to, sure. We'll pitch the stores you. a little bit. So we've got um, two locations uh, in the upper in this part of the Midwest, Minnesota and Wisconsin. Let's just cut the shit. Flagship <laughs> Ford in Baldwin, Wisconsin. My right favorite off spot 94. to buy a car. And a great place mm -hmm. to buy fireworks. Fireworks, too. right? Well, fireworks, right? Yeah, there's, yes, there's, absolutely. It's a town of three thousand, and they have not one but two fireworks superstores. <laughs> and they're huge. I know they're oh, gigantic. Yeah. <laughs> they look like Kmart's. Yeah. Um, used to be a sponsor. Yeah, also oh, yeah. yeah, we used to do their commercials, yep. and I'd, I'd drive I down there and get bags of fireworks, God, like you know, about five hundred dollars worth. You'd leave sure. your strike anywhere matches at home. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Well, we, you know, yeah, let's let's just say I, I swaddled them in blankets when I drove home. Yeah. Good move. <laughs> Just in case. Yeah. And we also have a Chevrolet dealership in beautiful Zumbrota, Minnesota, mm. down by Rochester. Yep. So if you're interested River, in a baby. new Ford or Chevy, you can email me, Doug at FlagshipFord.com. And I'm really interested in somebody sending me in a killer hook for Flagship Ford's first annual Fall Fucktacular. We need something to back that up. So get your creative juices flowing. Email me any suggestions at Doug at FlagshipFord.com. And uh, you may win a car. I'll say this won't. again too. Not you, you one probably per, won't, but you said may, may not. Of course. Yeah. Uh, went over there, bought a car, bought a Mustang. It's 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 an SUV. Is I mean, right. I guess it really it's is. A, it's, it's a crossover. Crossover. Yeah, yeah, like a crossover. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mach-E Mustang. Um, and Officer Dave, I know you said it's not a real Mustang. That car will dust your five oh. <laughs> just so you know. I got a five oh. Don't well, those electric vehicles. I know, but the electrics are faster. The electric oh, vehicles yeah. they have to put in limiters so they can't go too fast because otherwise. Yeah, well, most of them up. are top end limited. I think the Mustangs are like one hundred and twenty, and yeah. that's fast enough. Yeah. But the Tesla, I mean, the torque will, when you go hit the accelerator. Miles an hour if you yeah, want to. you'll uh, mm -hmm. you'll mess up your neck if you hit the accelerator on a. But, motor like that. Yeah. What I was saying was that I met about twenty twenty five people. Not one asshole. They were all very, very nice people. See, John was in Scotland. Yeah, so he wasn't there. He would have taken that spot, but he wasn't there at the well, it's time. it's the law of large numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's a very pleasant experience. And do not think, oh, my God, Baldwin, Wisconsin. It's literally, I think from my house, it was 43 minutes. I actually love the commute in the morning. I'm not so fan, big fan coming home because then you want to get well, home and hang out with your wife. But in the morning, hour. I listen to you guys. It's great. Thank Flip God. on the you're, podcast. You're the one. <laughs> Thank you very You've much. got you're quite a few listeners. From yeah, what we're I doing can well, tell. man. What, as a matter of fact, well, yeah. Well, didn't you tell me that uh, somebody over over at Flagship was teaching people how to? Well, download. Freezer, the guy that. Oh, Freezer. That's right. Car. It was Freezer. Yeah, it's Jeff like, Freeze. You know, great we kept guy. telling him. Guy. He's a really good guy. And he's like, me. "Well, it's really easy. It's just, yeah, Jeff. I know. I, I was the one that showed you." <laughs> it always amazes me when I tell my friends, "Yeah, yeah, it's a Tom Bernard morning show, or you know, the family show, and." Yeah, you should you should listen. It's really good, and, and they'll say, "Well, how do I do that? What stations are what, what? I know there's there's people like in their fifties who don't know how to Google. No, you're right. I understand that. I mean, I'm not a high tech guy. All you have to do is go to that blue. That's all. That's white only a. on Apple. Just so you know. So on well, no, Android, you have to go to the Play Store. Play Store. And then write Tom Android. Bernard Podcast. Oh, you're talking about those phones that you can carry with you. Yeah, like <laughs> this. I don't know anything about that. I know. You know, I took the cover off of mine because it got to be too thick. You know, I was put, they, put, they put that kind of rubbery cover It is annoying yeah. how. So you don't I break them. that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, but if you drop it. message from Passwell. Yeah. If you drop it six inches, Passwell. the entire thing will shatter. Passwell. That's the problem. 
All right, that's going to do it. So what you got? I'll see you next Thursday. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Get off your ass. Get over here. I've Both been working of you. a lot. Come on. Oh, I'm uh, here. I know. It is country hours, though. So if anybody's looking for a sales gig, it's <laughs> pretty that. sweet. We're closed at it's 6, Monday through Thursday, hours. 5.30 on Friday. And, you know, when, when John uh, agreed to hire me, it's the biggest mistake he's made in his life. He goes, you know, we're all open Saturday, but from 9 to 2, I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> Why? We're going to be open longer. And so I've been there six days a week since I started. And yeah, now I know he's only open nine to two on Saturday. It's dead. You know, we sell it one or happen. two cars and then the well, sidewalk rolls cars, out. But everybody, you know, they're out. Most of the people that live in that community really enjoy the outdoors and they're, you know, they're out doing stuff. Side by side. On Saturdays, you need hot dogs for the kids. Come on. Well, yeah, it's let's turn it into Wally McCarthy's. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to show this just to show the kind of people I work with. Okay. I'll show it on camera for the first time. Uh, I brought in some Ollies. It, it, they're Hello Happy Gummy Worms is what they're called, right? Oh, I like the uh, I like the concept. Shouldn't and, we have taken uh, these before the show started? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. But Brittany decided that she wanted to start doing them. Yeah. She loved them. There's the original package I brought in. So she goes and buys this container of uh, gummy worms. Mm-hmm. And leaves it in her car overnight. Ah! Uh-oh. Look at this. It's oh. a brick. These are not coming apart yeah, anytime no. soon. Better be careful. Everyone's done that once. Look at how thick that is. They have changed form. They have changed form. So, you're probably up on this. When are they going to start selling weed in Minnesota? About well, two years. They say it's going to be, some say maybe a year from now. But yeah, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, that's maybe probably. A year and a half. We'll go a year and a half. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not going to be quick. You know, because there's got to be a lot of bureaucracy first, and there's got to be rules and but regulations. I, I read some of the laws, and I wonder who wrote them, because I think legally you can carry like two ounces on you. Two, two pounds. No, you can have two pounds at home, but you can carry around a couple Oh, I thought you could ounces. carry the whole Well, how pounds. are you supposed to get them home then? <laughs> That's like, that's yeah. like. Oh, uh, this two cases of scotch is just for personal consumption. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, we overstepped our stay. Thank you very much. Uh, keep sending those emails. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see if we can do this again sometime. Absolutely. Appreciate Thanks, it, guys. Sir. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely.